Hello, and welcome to the Social Disease Podcast. I'm Bridget. And I'm Jasper. And we are finally talking about the most, I don't want to say iconic, infamous episode of Degrassi, the school shooting. Yes, this is part one of two of us covering all of the events that relate to the school shooting in season four. So part one will focus exclusively on the buildup to the shooting and the shooting itself. And then soon after this, we will record part two, which will do everything after the shooting. Yeah, so this episode, we're going to kind of be talking about Emma and like her little journey with Liberty and Manny and her kind of joining Paige and like all that stuff. and. Toby's featured even though he hasn't really been doing much and we're just going to cover all that and the actual days of the shooting so this episode probably won't be as in-depth as the next episode will be just because there's so much that follows the shooting but yeah there's just a lot to talk about in general for this yeah so I think the way we're going to do this is like for my usual summary I'm just going to summarize pretty much everything that relates to the shooting. Like how we usually do, we just do summarize characters or groups of characters, but we're just gonna summarize everything. (laughs) Yeah, so take a seat, sit back, put your feet up. It's gonna be a minute. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so our first episode that is semi-related, it's not actually related to Rick or anything at all. It's really just, Emma is embarrassed that Kirks and Liberty are talking. And so we learned at the beginning of the season that Emma and Chris broke up over the summer. And now that she sees that Chris and Liberty are flirting, she doesn't want Chris back, but she's embarrassed that it could potentially be the case that Chris moves on to Liberty after her. And so she kind of tries to sabotage Liberty's chances with Chris by asking him out, even though she doesn't actually want to. And then she tells Manny something along the lines of, what will people think if Chris dates Liberty? And that kind of causes Manny to get pissed at her. And also Manny tells Liberty, which makes Liberty get pissed at her and such. So as a result of this, Emma kind of has no friends, which is a good segue into the next episode where Rick returns. And so if you somehow managed to forget, Rick was the boyfriend of Terry last season and he put her in a coma. And so that led to a lot of drama. Terry, unfortunately, is no longer on the show. She transferred schools. But all of Terry's friends, Paige, Spinner, Jimmy, etc., are shocked that he has that he is back. And Paige in particular seems to be very scared of him. And so Emma notices this and given that she has no friends, she takes it upon herself to start a crusade against Rick by kind of teaming up with Paige and making this kind of fundraiser against domestic violence or violence against women or whatever, something, some excuse to bully Rick without being attacked by Radich for actually bullying him. And so it gets to the point where literally everybody in the school is bullying Rick. They're not letting him sit in the cafeteria. They're throwing him into lockers, blah, blah, blah. And then it eventually gets to the point where Rick tries to kind of clear his name by donating money to Emma for the cause. 
and Emma wants to accept it, but Alex sees and rips up the check because Alex, we learn, is has kind of been in abusive situations herself, or at least she's been there when her mom has. And so she in particular is really mad at Rick and kind of takes her anger out on him. Alex tries to frame Emma as being nice to Rick, which makes Paige suspicious. And so Emma trips him at the dot, which leads to a whole brawl in the alley where Jay beats Rick up and breaks his glasses. But then Emma realizes that it's going too far and stops the whole fight from happening. And so because Emma did that, that kind of makes Paige not want to hang out with her anymore and that Emma's pretty much alone again. And then from there, the next episode, not much happens with respect to Rick, but we do see that he pulls up to the car wash that the cheerleading team is putting on. And Jimmy sprays his car with, you know, sprinkler or whatever to get him to go away because nobody wants him there. And then from there, uh, the next episode is when Toby befriends Rick because they're, they both get on the trivia team. And so Rick has like a list of like a ranking of all the girls at Degrassi was kind of gross, but then Toby and Rick kind of start a friendly competition to see who could first get Emma to kiss them and then to get the most girls to kiss them overall. And Toby, of course, wins because nobody likes Rick and nobody wants to kiss Rick, of course. But then Toby pays cute little baby Darcy to kiss him on the cheek, which makes Rick happy beyond reason. And then Jay ends up throwing Toby in a locker because he is friends with Rick. And that's pretty much everything that is building up to the school shooting episode. And so starting with Time Stand Still Part 1, we see that Spinner, Jimmy, and Jay are still bullying Rick a lot. But then Jimmy ends up getting put on to the trivia team because Heather Sinclair came down with mono. And so Jimmy kind of sees Rick for being like a human at least and kind of stops bullying him and yells at Spinner for bullying him at this point. And then Rick also retaliates against Spinner and Jay by painting X's across their car doors. And so this kind of starts a little feud between Rick and Spinner and Jay, and also somewhat Alex. Rick is kind of taunting them with the fact that he tagged their cars and then Spinner and Jay and Alex then plan to do the infamous paint and feathers prank when Rick wins the trivia contest on live TV. And so when this happens, Emma first confronts Rick and says how juvenile it was, etc. And Rick kisses her because apparently Emma being a friend meant that she was in love with him. But then, of course, Emma rejects him and Rick goes home and grabs his father's gun. And then he returns to school. And at first he is about to shoot Paige, but then Paige says that it was also like juvenile prank, whatever. So he kind of calms down for a minute when Paige says that, but then of course, Spinner and Jay don't talk to Rick explicitly in the bathroom, but they see that Rick is there and then talk about how Jimmy was in on the whole thing. And so that sets Rick over the edge and then he ends up shooting Jimmy because he thinks that Jimmy betrayed him when Jimmy was 
I wouldn't say Jimmy was his friend, but they were friendly, at least from the uh, trivia team. And so Jimmy gets shot. And then Rick then runs into Toby, Emma, and Sean in the hallway. And since Emma rejected him, Rick attempts to shoot Emma, but then Sean gets in the way and stops Rick from shooting Emma. But then in the kind of tussle that they have, Rick ends up getting shot and he dies. And then from there, we pretty much see the whole school's reaction to the shooting. Like we see Joey and Caitlin show up. We see Hazel find out about Jimmy getting shot. We see Spinner and Alex and Jay kind of reacting to the fact that they caused this to happen. We see Emma being traumatized. We see Toby being traumatized. And then the episode ends with this very somber song and a memorial outside of Degrassi for Jimmy. Wow. Good job, Jasper. <laughs> okay. So we're going to backtrack and kind of do it in chronological order and not as much character based as kind of like what Jasper had said earlier. So let's start with kind of like Emma and the Manny and Liberty thing. So Rick's not there yet. Yes. So at least with respect to, to the Rick stuff, this is basically just setting up Emma to have no friends such that it makes sense that she wants to be validated by Paige. This is honestly like all her fault <laughs> that she has no friends. She's kind of been treating Manny like crap anyway and has never really been super nice to Liberty. So I'm not shocked when they both kind of distance themselves from her. Yeah, because I was looking through to see like, oh, when else have Emma and Liberty interacted? And pretty much the only situations are when Emma kind of started the rumor about her and Mr. Armstrong in season one, when Liberty gets pissed that Mr. Simpson might be doing like some nepotism type of thing with the science fair. They were on the floor hockey team when Liberty was being Napoleon. <laughs> And that was really it in terms of like their interactions. So like they're clearly not friends in like they're, they're classmates for sure, but they're not friends or friendly with each other in any way. And so it makes sense that we know Emma is a very judgy person given how she always judges Manny for everything that she does. And Liberty, I'd say, is probably at the very bottom of the high school totem pole at this point <laughs> with respect to her popularity. And so it makes sense with Emma being so judgy that she just does not want anyone anyone who she's associated with to also be associated with Liberty yeah I feel like Liberty is kind of like the girl Toby in this sense where like JT's kind of distancing himself from Toby and Emma is kind of distancing herself from Liberty but Manny is just a good person and does not distance herself from Liberty at all because Manny is the best. <laughs> but naturally that brings the whole Liberty liking Chris situation up because Emma and Chris had kind of had a thing, but like not really. And then it kind of disappears and like whatever. So yeah, now Emma just doesn't want Liberty to date Chris, which leads to Manny saying the best line where she was like, Emma, I think this is the meanest thing you've ever said. Yeah, and I, I agree with her, honestly, because like before this, 
like again Emma has been super like judgmental and self-centered before this but I feel like it was never in a mean-spirited way it was just kind of misguided like oh she's judging Manny because Manny is kind of dressing differently for the wrong reasons or like she personally disagrees with abortion or like she's pissed at Sean so I feel like before this she was never doing it in a bad way it was just kind of in her own Emma type of way <laughs> but here she's being straight up mean and she's being completely full of herself yeah absolutely it was it was pretty mean of her to to do that whole thing and she didn't even like Chris she just want, didn't want Liberty to have him and that was so high school <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was interesting though because Liberty and Chris never actually come of anything it just goes to Liberty and JT I don't know I kind of wish that they explored it a little bit but Chris ends up kind of getting black hole anyway yeah that's true so bye Chris We'll talk about him probably a little bit in his last line in, in part two <laughs> in regards to Emma. So yeah, so Emma's kind of left with like no friends, even though it was her fault. And I don't really pity her. And then naturally she just wants to be friends with Paige because Paige is cool. Yeah. And I was thinking about that because I was thinking back to season one when Manny wanted to be friends with Paige and Emma was like, no, Paige is the queen of mean. She is awful. I don't know why you would want to be friends with her. But now, because Emma doesn't have anybody, it's completely fine to be friends with Paige. So it was just so hypocritical that now she wants Paige's friendship and like kind of rubbing it in Manny and Liberty's face. Like she was like, oh, me and Paige going for a frap, guys. <laughs> yep, I, I wrote about that. Cause that was, that was like right after Rick showed up for the first time. And that's where Emma started her like strange crusade to bully the shit out of him and then I don't know I'll I'll get more into it once we talk more about that specific thing because Emma is like so inconsistent it like makes me want to slam my head into the table what do you mean she's inconsistent well I think it's weird how she goes from like bullying 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 and then like I don't know why she thinks Alex all of a sudden is taking it too far now that they're physically beating up Rick and then after that she's like Rick is my like not friend but like she's like now I will talk to Rick and I will acknowledge him and treat him like a human and like I'm gonna just not be friends with Paige anymore like didn't care it was just a weird transition yeah I agree with that because even this episode ends with Emma telling Chris like I felt bad that it got that far but I'm still not your friend but then she kind of ends up being kind of friendly with him at least to the extent that Rick thinks that she's in love with him. Yeah, is that is he um, an incel? Is that the correct word? Yes, we'll we'll talk about that later. I'm sure, but yeah, I, I definitely agree that it was kind of bouncing back and forth on Emma's end, which seemed a little weird given everything. She started the whole thing. Yeah, that's exactly. what I didn't understand. I was like, you started this, and then like people started to like do what you wanted and then you're like never mind I don't know that's why it was like inconsistent for me but let's backtrack a little bit to like Rick showing up to Degrassi like I guess just in general with the Rick thing people are rightfully mad at him right because he put yes Terry, he put Terry into a coma so people are rightfully mad at him but pretty much the only people 
who are valid and really like being cold to him, I'd say are Paige, Spinner, Jimmy, Hazel, maybe Ashley. We we know Ashley wasn't super good close friends with Terry towards the end there. But yeah, I'd say those are the only few people who really have a right to kind of bully Rick, quote unquote. Everyone else is just doing it because it's someone who they're allowed to be an asshole to. And Emma is at the top of that list. (laughs) Yeah, I put Emma and I put Alex at the top of that list for sure. I know Alex looks at it more as like, she takes it more personally because as we like slowly learn, like she is living through kind of like, or has seen domestic abuse in her home. So I can see where she's like, this guy did this. I've seen this with my mom. Like now I, I, like if I can take my anger out on this guy, I can. Emma just really has no reason to be doing this other than like wanting to be cool, which is like sick. Like that's just not a great character trait. Yeah, she, she just sees it as her in to like having that validation that she hasn't had in a hot minute. Cause like, we don't know how her and Chris broke up, but I, I guess it, I imagine it was Emma broke up with him given that she didn't want to get back together with him. But besides that, like having no friends, she just wants she, she someone to acknowledge her. And so this is just her avenue to have people to talk to really. Yeah. And when Rick like rolled up to the school, Emma was like, we need to do something. We need to do something. And Alex is like, let me and Marco go talk to Mr. Radich. And I was like, okay, that's actually like the most reasonable thing for them to do in that situation. Because like Emma had no actual plan. She was just like being annoying. And Alex like saying that I was like, nice. But when it didn't like work out, I was so annoyed that Emma was like, well, oh, guess your plan didn't work, whatever. It's like, this isn't just like a game. You know, this isn't just like a random thing you can pick up because you're bored. Like this was like a serious thing that had happened in the past. And like, she wasn't friends with Terry. So I don't know where she gets off like doing this stuff. Yeah. Like I was thinking about how Emma pretty much has had a some kind of crusade or some kind of, you know, cause to fight for in every season so far. So season one, it was... I forget. I think it was about like the squeegee kids or something. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say it was in the computers and like that's where she meets Sean or something. Yeah, something like that. So like classic middle school. Oh, I'm gonna change the world. Uh, season two was like the GMO foods, which was like that That was fine, I guess. Season three was when she was coming for Sean. Yeah. So this this is kind of her, her causes are gradually becoming more self-centered and not actually for the cause itself. And now it kind of is culminating here where now she's just doing it completely because she needs friends and she doesn't actually care what's actually happening for the cause. Yes. And you can like see that when she's bitchy to Manny and Liberty in the bathroom, which is what you had mentioned earlier when she's like, I'm going to go get fraps with Paige. It's like, okay. And like, I don't know what to tell you, but at this point, so we're like, mid episode four so like rick had come back rick has not said the words i'm sorry and he does not say the words i'm sorry in this episode or the next one or the next one the first time he says i'm sorry 
is when he's face to face with Paige with a gun and she's kind to him. And that is the only time he apologizes. And I kept note because it pisses me off that he like thinks that like it's not, he's like, can we just bury the hatchet? That's what he says to Paige. And I'm like, what kind of apology is that? That's none. Yeah. Like going more into that, like we hear Rick say multiple times that really the main reason he came back to Degrassi was I guess first he he liked the school. I guess he liked the teachers or whatever. But the the main, main reason was that he wanted to prove everyone wrong about him. Like he wanted, he wanted to get everyone's forgiveness. He wanted to show everyone that he has changed and that he's better now. And he wanted to kind of be incorporated into the group, which like, that's just insane to me. Like he feels entitled to have people's forgiveness. Like I just watched the episode and like he recites a poem about forgiveness in English class. And it's like, why, why does he feel the need to have the friends of the girl he put into a coma forgive him? Like yeah. that's just insane to me. And that's what makes this so difficult because I don't know if Degrassi wants this to be a PSA on bullying or what, but you just picked the wrong person to, to like set up the school shooting for because I don't feel bad for him. There is not a point where I'm like, wow, like he didn't deserve this. Like maybe when they dumped the stuff on him, I was kind of like, ooh, but at the same time, I'm like, this person put another person in a coma comes back to the school and expects everybody to treat him with respect like in what world would anybody do that that's like that's insane so I feel like that also kind of sets up for the fact that like he was not okay in his head and that's why it went to the school shooting like I don't think that it like did the bullying escalate it like maybe but like, would he have done something eventually to somebody else? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Well, I will say I do feel bad that he was bullied so hard. Like, again, the only people who who were rightful in, you know, kind of their treatment of him were Paige, Spinner, Jimmy, Hazel, Ashley. But even Spinner and Jimmy, who I think we'll talk about later, but even they aren't really bullying him from the perspective of, oh, we need justice for Terry. They're just bullying him to bully him. Um, I think Spinner is. I feel like Jimmy, go, I, Jimmy, I go back and forth on. I feel like when he's with Spinner, he is. But then like when Rick pulls up to like the car wash later on in like episode five and like Hazel's like, what are you doing here? And like Jimmy comes up, he's like, you got to get out of here. Like, I don't know. Like, I think that was pretty fine because throughout this Rick just keeps showing up to these places thinking that the results are going to be different and him being like it's my right to an education and like I can eat wherever I want like why go to the dot when you know everybody's going to be there great that, that's the other thing I was thinking about too you, you already mentioned how he doesn't apologize at any point and I mentioned how he feels entitled to everyone's forgiveness but he doesn't even try to show anyone that he's changed even. Yeah. Like he's, he's just kind of existing. Like he says he's like in counseling, but he's not like really proving that he's different or anything. He's like, oh, take, take my money to prove that I am for your cause. You can't just throw money at your problems. But then 
like like you just said like he's showing up at places where he knows he's not going to be welcome so at what point is it like are they bullying him versus he is showing up to kind of victimize himself because he knows he's not going to be welcome yes and like it's so hard because I want to be like I obviously don't condone bullying I'm a teacher it's a hard it's a hard thing to be like (laughs) someone deserves to be bullied but in this case I just feel like Rick keeps putting himself in these situations where it just is going to be bad for him and I don't understand why he expects everybody to just live with him being there like he doesn't need to go to the dot like he can go somewhere else like what are you getting from being at the dot nothing besides like what you feel like comfortable around these people you don't because they don't want you there it's weird it's a weird situation it feels like he's trying to do like a kill them with kindness type of approach where he's like oh if I am not abusive towards them they'll end up liking me at some point which like but what (laughs) like for one thing he's not even being kind to them he's just showing up at places where he's not going to be welcome and like they're not even willing to hear him out in the first place like it would be one thing if like I guess eventually like Jimmy kind of throws all the stuff under the bridge towards the end there but like no one is like hearing him out or and even again he never apologizes he never felt sorry about what he did Mm -hmm. and him approaching Paige and talking to her at her locker and saying can we just bury the hatchet acting like what he did wasn't a huge deal and like yeah I go to therapy for it and like stuff like that it's like Paige has way bigger things to deal with right now than you so like leave her alone (laughs) first of all and like yeah he's just pretty much going around begging people for forgiveness so he feels better about what he did he doesn't care for actual forgiveness like I'd say at one point he's openly antagonizing the group by just continually showing up places because I'd say this is really only applicable to Paige but you could tell how scared Paige is of him when she has the panic attack in the bathroom and when he shows up to the dot Paige is like okay we need to leave Yeah, because she found Terry. Mm -hmm. She saw what he did to her friend. And she also had just been in that situation with the court case and like she lost there. So it's like all these men around her who do bad things are not being punished for their bad things. Mm -hmm. And they keep showing up. Yeah. So like, of course we don't approve of like how awful the bullying of Rick was. But at some point, Rick was kind of putting it on himself, or at least putting himself in the situations, which like, of course, that's kind of victim blaming ish, you know, you don't want to blame the victim for getting abused. But at the same time, he's not really protecting himself from those situations. No, and there's like certain scenarios in real life where like, let's say, I don't get along with someone and they're having a party and invited like my friends. It would be wrong of me to go to that party knowing I don't get along with the person having the party so I wouldn't go. Not like, oh, maybe it wouldn't be so, like maybe they won't notice. No, like I have to take it upon myself to be like, all right, I think it's a better move for me to not go. 
and then I just don't go and nothing happens in my life like that night and that's fine he's like putting himself in these situations and expecting a different result and it's not happening isn't yeah. that a science thing <laughs> <laughs> oh I think that's like a Albert Einstein quote or something yeah so <laughs> there we go yeah, like he he just wants the forgiveness so bad. Like I actually didn't think about what you had said a couple minutes ago about like he wanted to absolve himself of what he did rather than actually get forgiveness from these people who he wronged. Like he just wanted to feel better about what he did. And yeah. that's why he kept showing up even though he knew it would end badly. And even with like, so he tried to do the money thing Emma like did accept the money kind of like she took it out of his hand and like he walked away or whatever he thought that exchange meant that him and Emma are now friends like he has no understanding of human relationships or like what is going on because this whole thing was set up because of him which he must know because then he gives the money but then after him and Emma have that exchange, he thinks him and Emma are friends. And he like acknowledges her out loud at the dot and goes, hey, Emma, like what in your mind thinks that that is the move? Because now like it just makes everybody in that situation look like weird. It's just like it was a strange interaction. Right. Because even, even later in the actual shooting episode, I think there's like the scene with Rick and his mom and Toby work is like oh me Toby Emma and Jimmy are the best of friends we're gonna rule the school so he clearly I don't want to like diagnose him because I am not qualified to do that but like there there's clearly the connection that they were trying to make that he's like mentally ill in some way yes yeah because he is now like creating these like friendships and relationships in his mind that don't exist and like I think at some point Emma did not like like him as like 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 him but I think Emma did kind of learn to be like okay I'm going to coexist with him and like I think he's okay person and like is looking past the Terry thing but he can't even take that on like a friendship level he is like in love with her then because she gave him that right and that that's the whole incel thing <laughs> yeah Jay beating him up outside of the dot was a little rough to watch, I will say, because of course Jay had to, like what, I don't know why Jay <laughs> decided that was the, it was his time to shine in that scene. I did kind of wish Alex could beat him up though. I feel like she at least has, has the, is allowed, <laughs> but Jay, not so much. Jay's like a literal like 40 year old man in this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jay's involvement in this is that he's just a chaotic asshole who just wants to take every opportunity to be bad that he can. Yes, yeah, easily. Yeah, and that, that's pretty much all there is to him, at least in this part, where he's just like, because even later with Jay, he he's the only one out of Jay, Spare, and Alex who doesn't feel guilty. Yep. Yeah. He has his own issues too. <laughs> but with respect to the whole, like, the Crusade episode, um, Rick coming back and him not knowing how to take hints with respect to people wanting him to be places. Again, I feel bad that the bullying got as bad as it did, but he just could not recognize that people didn't want him anywhere. <laughs> yeah. And there's so many other people in Degrassi that you can like 
go like well we see he starts to be friends with Toby but I feel like he's spending a lot of his first month or however long time period this is trying to get this forgiveness when in reality if he just like let it be and just continued like living his life I think that they would have stopped way earlier than him just like trying to impose himself on them right exactly it's so hard to be like to like rationalize the bullying but I can't keep out of my mind the fact that he put a literal girl in a coma and has not apologized so like I keep remembering that I'm like he's still a bad person (laughs) well you could you could have it both ways that he did a bad thing but he also didn't deserve to be tormented like I think both things can exist okay I agree that it's hard to kind of because you want to see abusers get punished and such but that that shouldn't be up to you to do you know that should be up to like the authorities even though of course as we see with Paige that the legal system sucks but yeah okay now that we have that out don't hate us for hating on Rick (laughs) (laughs) we're we're doing our best do we want to talk about toby yes toby coming in so i feel like toby befriending rick was a very obvious path to go because toby has been distancing from jt for a while now at this point like of course they're still friends like we see toby hang out with the whole penis pump episode and such but like they're not as close as they used to be pretty much ever since JT and Paige have been closer friends. And then I think we talked about in our season three episode in our segment on Toby, how kind of Toby's arc in season three was kind of growing to not care about other people's opinions of himself and being comfortable just being him. And so that's kind of a natural segue into him befriending the literal villain of this school. And I noticed that he does kind of try in the beginning to like not be, I don't know, not be friends with him, but so they get introduced because they're in like the trivia tryouts or whatever. And they say partner up and Rick is next to Toby and Toby immediately like looks next to him, see it's Rick and then turns around and he's like, Emma, can we be partners? And she's like, no, I'm partners with Heather. Which, like, in what planet are Emma and Heather partners? But okay, weird crossover. Don't know how old Heather is ever. <laughs> but then I guess Rick kind of, like, reels him in with the topic of girls. Not shocking because, like, Toby is Toby and he's a boy. So <laughs> there it is. Yeah, I think the whole like Rick had a ranking of like literally every single girl in school like that was creepy it's like okay Dave yeah well I I was thinking about that too because Dave's list for one thing he made it through like a computer or he had Connor make it through a computer so it's not like he went through every single girl and manually ranked them oh true okay but then but then even even if he had manually ranked them he pretty much just did it to make Allie number one rather than like oh I'm going to sort every single girl it was just like oh I'm just gonna make Allie number one because I have a huge crush on her so I feel like that was like that was still of course sexist and not great of Dave to do but I feel like Rick's here is even worse just because he is ranking girls who probably don't even know him or have talked to him but who actively hate him 
which is yep. creepy. I do kind of wish that he said who his number one was. Because Emma was only his number three. I think you could see it. Oh. Right? Was it Heather's in fire? I don't remember. I wouldn't be shocked, actually. <laughs> with with the whole, like, moving on from that, with the whole Toby and Rick, like, kissing contest thing, I don't think that aged well. <laughs> but it did emphasize, at least when, like, Rick got visibly upset when nobody wanted to kiss him, like, that was a lot. It was like, okay, why do you expect any girl to want to kiss you when you have this reputation at school, you know? Yeah. Yep. And, like, I get Toby, I don't know. This whole, like, plot wasn't appealing to me. I didn't really like it. I was kind of confused as to why it was really, like, going on. I was like, what is the connection? Like, Toby isn't really like a ladies man. Rick isn't at all. Like, why are they having them do this? Like, what did it achieve? Just them building their friendship? I guess so. Like, for, for me, the biggest takeaway was Rick was so upset that nobody wanted to kiss him, which showed, again, not only is he entitled to the forgiveness from the friend group, but he's also entitled to girls' attention. Yeah. And I don't know if Degrassi wanted it to come across that way or to make us feel bad for him that no one wanted to kiss him, but I did not feel bad for him that nobody wanted to kiss him. Yeah, because like, because then he was so ecstatic when Darcy kissed him after Toby paid her. <laughs> not that he knew that, but like he's like bragging to Toby like, ooh, at this point it's quality over quantity, my friend. And it's like, dude, you got a kiss on the cheek from a freshman and you are like, He's a junior, well, I guess he's a sophomore, but junior age. So it's like, come on, <laughs> Darcy's a cutie, but like, you need to calm down with fetishizing these women. Yeah, and I was gonna say, I wonder if they did this to kind of like build up his crush on Emma because Emma does also kiss him on the cheek along with Toby. Right. So when Emma did that, that's what really shocked me because I was like, I didn't know how lenient Emma was being towards Rick until that moment. And I was like, what happened? I'm like, just because they don't want to be your friend anymore, you're like officially okay with like being around Rick. It just confused me. I was, I was very confused about what her thoughts were. Yeah. I mean, I was thinking at least from the perspective for Emma of caring what people will think of her like kissing Rick on the cheek or like even being friendly with him with with the whole situation with her crusade I think she did grow at least a little bit <laughs> from that situation in that she realized that her actions could really have violent consequences so I, I feel like that might have opened her eyes a little bit to be like oh maybe I am in the wrong here and even though she said that she was not gonna like be nice to Rick. Like after a, a bit of reflection, at least I hope she was reflecting on her actions that she realized like, okay, I'll give him a shot because I feel bad about, I basically made him be bullied by everyone in the school. I guess, I think I'm looking at it from the perspective of a woman and would I even wanna like be associated with or friends with 
any sort of guy who I knew had abused his past girlfriend and put her in a coma? Absolutely not. Like, I won't, like, would I bully them? No. Would I acknowledge their existence? Also no. So like the fact that she went from bullying the shit out of him to kissing him on the cheek, huge jump to me. It was like too big. I think that if they went from her not really acknowledging him and then them being on the team and like that would make sense but it was just the kissing thing after him getting mad about no one kissing him and then Emma kissing him like that probably just spiked his interest even more yeah I I definitely agree that Emma was inconsistent in that way but yeah that's definitely what started Rick becoming obsessed with her oh yeah yeah and we see that throughout the the like um trivia episode too which is uh, so cringy yeah uh are there any other points you had about toby oh i just felt bad that jay was also an ass to toby and toby like still pretty much stuck by rick's side even though jay was an ass to him because he was friends with rick yeah because what was it they give him a bloody lip oh that was the worst he also puts him in a locker yeah yeah but I think the bloody lip is worse. <laughs> that was so, oh my God. I couldn't even imagine because it's like drinking out of that metal water fountain and then getting your head slammed into it. I like felt it. I was like, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like Toby was just being a good friend to Rick, like paying for Darcy to kiss him, whatever. But yeah, I think Toby was just being a good friend. Do you hold it against him that he didn't really like confront Rick about the Terry thing or like anything about like his reputation um that's a good question I didn't even think of that I don't know because I was also thinking how Ashley was Terry's friend so Terry was around pretty often when Toby was there so it was kind of shocking to begin with that like he even considered being friends with Rick but I think Toby is just somebody who has had such a hard time with like coming into himself and like understanding who he is and like lost some friends well not really lost some friends but I feel like he kind of wanted to look past it so that he could have a friend right oh is it shitty that he didn't bring it up yeah because he should have been like hey what's the deal because I'm sure Rick would have like let his real side out and be like I don't know why everybody's mad at me but I also understand from Toby's perspective like he didn't want to ruin a new friendship that he was just getting right because rick was even more of a nerd than jt was it it felt like toby and rick had more in common than toby and jt even yeah and jay refers to toby as like the head honcho out of the two of them and toby's like what like i'm smaller like i don't know what you're talking about but in reality like toby was cooler than rick yeah. So it was kind of a big deal for Toby to even like give Rick the time of day. Right. But I feel like eventually Rick would have been abusive in their relationship. Oh, for sure. Which I kind of, I do kind of wish they showed that if that was going to happen, but they didn't want to give us another reason to hate Rick, I'm sure. I also did want to point out how Toby, when Rick talks about like the best friend group of the trivia team, like you could see Toby's visibly weirded out. He's like, uh, okay we're gonna rule the school (laughs) yeah he he doesn't agree with that it's so true 
yeah so like how how long could they have been friends like not longer than a month or so right yeah they they are friends from when the trivia club was recruiting to the actual trivia day right so i would say maybe max two months yeah but toby needed friends too so like a lot of it kind of comes down to like he wanted to hang out with rick because he needed a friend yeah i just feel so bad that toby ends up like taking most of the blame since rick ends up dying so who else are you going to blame oh his friend it's so shitty especially jt pisses me the hell off yeah i'm so pissed we'll get to that but that'll be part two but (laughs) I, i just feel for toby in this whole thing i do too because he really is just trying to be like a decent person who like wants a friend and it just turns into like the worst situation okay do we want to talk about the part one of the shooting episode yes all right we're moving into it okay so the main thing i wanted to talk about here was basically the perspectives of spinner jay jimmy and alex i guess we already did jay because there's not much more to him but what do you feel about spinner here spinner went from probably feeling a lot because he was really good friends with Terry and also the fact that he was there too when they found Terry so I feel like there was that little bit of like trauma that he had experienced so he started to really take it out on Rick and he also kind of this is when he starts hanging out with Jay so he's kind of already going into like not the best path so it starts growing with him I think Spinner is a character who is dumb and doesn't realize his actions have consequences. So I'm not shocked that he gets like pulled into this because I really think he would have just been mean until he was told not to be mean by Mr. Radish and then would have just dropped it. Mm -hmm. But since Mr. Radish never stepped in, it just kept going. Jimmy makes sense that he was able to turn it around because I don't think that he became friends with Rick I think that he just acknowledged that he's another person and they can coexist, but that doesn't mean that he needs to tolerate him. Like he can just kind of like go one way and Rick can go the other and he'll be fine. But Spinner could not get to that point. With with both Spinner and Jimmy, it is kind of interesting to me how they don't really make the Terry connection. Like they they do make the Terry connection with Paige, you know, and they don't really do the same thing with Spinner or Jimmy. Because you don't even see Spinner and Jimmy kind of react much to Rick when he returns. It's pretty much you only see Spinner and Jimmy bullying him in that part one of Time Stand Still. Oh, I guess so. Did you notice that about pretty much the only bully, like, or I guess the main bullies in the episode when Rick comes back are Emma, kind of Paige, because she kind of organizes the thing, and then Jay and Alex. Spinner and Jimmy are just kind of there, but I don't think we really see them actively bully Rick. I guess we do see Jimmy at the car wash. Yeah, but I I don't even know if I count that as bullying because he just told him to go away. Yeah. But I guess, I guess you can say it. I don't know. I thought that it was like anybody could have said it at that point. Like Hazel was going to say it. I think he was just protecting his woman. Yeah. <laughs> um, honestly, but yeah, the start of this episode, uh, Spinner and Jimmy just like pull up beside Rick and like throw him in the garbage. Yeah. 
So, which I guess actually was pretty out of character now that I think about it, because they really weren't doing too much. Well, I don't think it was out of character. It's just, this is really the first time that we see them actively tormenting him. Yeah, which sets sets the scene for him to, then he retaliates because he's just been bullied by literally everybody in the school. And then he draws the X's on their cars. Right. But with, with Spinner, I was mostly surprised that they didn't really make the Terry connection with him because like you said, he also found Terry with Paige. And yeah. I feel like that was, it was just kind of emphasizing how far Spinner has fallen pretty much since the beginning of the season because he's already lost Paige at this point from being such an asshole and a dick all the time. And that, like, the fact that that kind of came about because he became power hungry in the relationship because he kind of began to wear the pants with the whole car crash thing. So now that he didn't have Paige to kind of string along to his whims and desires, he kind of just transferred that to Rick and that's yeah that's true yeah and then the fact that Terry isn't mentioned just kind of emphasizes how far Spinner has fallen that he's bullying his friend's abuser not for Terry's justice but just because he wants to be an asshole yeah that's I definitely agree I think it started off with like possible possible intentions of it being connected to Terry but then it just turned into just him being a straight bully and like, even Jimmy says it later, he's like, you're just being a bully. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Jimmy, they also don't make the connection with Terry again, but we do see him like very quickly turn around as soon as he talks to Rick for half a second. Yeah. I have a question for you. Do you think if Heather Sinclair didn't get Mana, the shooting wouldn't have happened? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's all her fault. Sorry, I thought about that when I was watching it and I was like, uh, what? Heather. I saw a fun conspiracy theory about how, you know, in, in the same episode, Craig is sick and he stays home. Yes, I was thinking about that. Do they think that him and Heather Sinclair hooked up? People, people think that Craig got mono from Heather Sinclair. He cheated on Ashley again. I wouldn't be shocked. Oh, but I guess- also, I was thinking that when he was homesick, I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Yeah, I guess he wasn't with Ashley at that point, so it wasn't cheating, but Craig might have hooked up with Heather Sinclair. Small school. (laughs) But yes, this is like, this whole season for Spinner is just his entire downfall. And then for Jimmy, it's just kind of him getting caught in the crossfire. Okay, so with with the whole Jimmy getting shot thing, we need to talk about Spinner and Jimmy's friendship with that, of course. Okay. I never thought Jimmy liked Spinner. (laughs) So like from the beginning, I was saying it, I'm like, I don't think Jimmy actually likes Spinner. I feel like they kind of just like coexist as friends. Like, I guess they're supposed to be friends, but they have like pretty annoying fights for like being friends. Like there was a while where Spinner was mad at Jimmy for being rich and steals from him. I don't know. Spinner does refer to Jimmy as his best friend, but I also just don't see it because neither of them really treat each other like with great kindness honestly right I was thinking back to like their whole friendship and they were pretty good in seasons one and two until the whole stealing thing and since then they haven't really had that same dynamic 
Like mm-hmm. in season three, like they're in the same friend group, but you don't really see them interacting much one-on-one. And then kind of the same thing here where they're just kind of in the same friend group in this season. And you don't really see them having that same kind of best friend dynamic that they had like in season one. Mm-hmm. So like it kind of felt like Spinner blaming the whole tar and feathers thing on Jimmy. It felt like an evolved version of just him stealing the MP3 player, just kind of a natural progression of their deteriorating friendship. Yeah, because if he was really friends with Jimmy, he wouldn't have went along with Jay with that. Right? Like, if I was in a scenario and someone was like, oh, it was Jasper's fault, I would have been like, fuck off. Because, like, Jay's not friends with Jimmy. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, that's what's even more annoying in that whole situation is that Jay is not friends with Jimmy. He just picks Jimmy because it's convenient. And Spinner is such a follower that he couldn't be like, nah, we're not going to do that. Like, he wanted to go along with it. Yeah, because Spinner and Jay weren't really friends before this either. Mm-mm. They just kind of connected over a shared desire to torment Rick. Yeah, and I think it might have been because they knew Sean was going to be phased out. So maybe they needed somebody to replace Sean, like once he left, which would kind of make a little bit of sense. But also because Spinner, now that Spinner and Paige broke up, he didn't really have a reason to be hanging out. And like Jimmy's dating Hazel, who is Paige's best friend. So Jimmy's with Hazel and Paige and Spinner's not because Spinner and Paige broke up. Right. It's kind of like a natural split between Jimmy and Spinner just based on like girlfriends and then it just grows and grows and grows and then eventually like the shooting happens and then their friendship pretty much ends because Spinner is so guilty right it's it's really just the downfall of Spinner gradually <laughs> yeah absolutely like I do think Spinner has one of the best redemption arcs in the show but I just hate to see him this season <laughs> he's so awful He's so mean. He's such a bully. It's the best way to put it. The last person was Alex. Okay, what about her? She just annoys me. (laughs) Okay, so we kind of already mentioned about how she also is valid in hating Rick. Yes. And along with the people who are friends with Terry, I'd say, I don't think I said this earlier, but I, I would also say Alex is justified in being cold towards him. Like having having the experience with abuse at home, like it makes sense why she doesn't want to give Rick the time of day. But wanting to beat Rick up, at least in the episode where Rick comes back, it felt like she was just really coping. Like she was using Rick as a way to kind of vent her feelings about her shitty home life, which I felt bad for. And of, and of course, like it's just an unhealthy way for her to cope by beating somebody up like go to a gym girl <laughs> but that's why that's what I said when they were beating him up outside of the dot and Jay's like anybody else and Alex is like I'll go because like Alex just has all that pent up anger from the abuse that she's seen at home that she's like I'll just use this opportunity to take it out on somebody that like I have control over right so I really felt for her with that like of course it's bad that she is coping in such a bad way but then when thinking about how it escalated to her basically 
I don't I guess she didn't plan the paint idea but she's the one who set it up because like Jay says that Alex has like keys to like make that happen I feel like the way they framed that scene was Alex was the one who actually like probably like pulled a rope of a bucket or whatever yeah because she Um, wasn't in the chair when they were all clapping right so Alex I feel was the one who put the tar and feathers on him yes so it's a very tricky situation because at that point she's not really coping with her bad home situation anymore she's on the same level of Spinner and Jay with just bullying for the sake of bullying I think it's a tough call because would she have done it if Jay and Spinner weren't there no I don't think she would have but I think because they were backing her up, it was a lot easier for her to like rationalize it. Jay being her boyfriend, that alone just sets you up for like the worst. (laughs) So I feel like she would have probably done anything to just torture Rick at that point. Right. But I don't think it was coming from a place of I'm angry at my home situation. It's just, oh, I can bully this guy without getting consequences. So I will. I don't know. I I might say that it's both because I don't think there comes a point where she is pushing past her home thing. Like, I think that the reason she is bullying him is because of the abuse thing, but then she does get a little bit carried away because like she won't get caught because she's the student council president or vice president. But I still think that it's because of the home thing. Like, I don't think she ever really gets past that because it's tough. It's a tough thing. Yeah, that that's for sure the root of it. But yeah, like you said, it definitely gets carried away. Mm-hmm. But then I guess this is kind of going into part two of this kind of shooting saga. For Alex, I mostly was thinking about how she doesn't face consequences for the whole paint and feathers thing. Oh, yeah, no, that's why I was like very conflicted on whether or not I liked her like in the later seasons because they don't ever acknowledge it and like she doesn't get punished but Spinner and Jay do and part of me is kind of like how do you not feel responsible guilty in any way at all which probably stems back to like she's been abused at home so she doesn't care about like what happened with that and she wasn't friends with Jimmy really well with respect to her not getting consequences like Spinner and Jay That made sense because from Spinner's perspective, it wasn't the paint and feathers that got Jimmy shot. It was the bathroom scene. And Alex wasn't a part of that. Okay, that's a good point. So that made sense? I didn't think of that, yeah. Yeah, so that's why Spinner only ratted out himself and Jay because it was the bathroom scene that was the turning point. Not not that Spinner knew that Rick almost shot Paige before that, but like from Spinner's perspective, at least. And then Alex, I feel out of the three of them feels the guiltiest. Because- I don't remember. (laughs) Well, because I think um, in part two, when they are like getting escorted out of the school after the lockdown, Alex is like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And Jay is like, shut your mouth. And then I- She feels bad. You don't think she feels bad? No, I think she's just worried she's going to get caught. Because at that point, they didn't really know anyone got, there was a shooting. They they knew Jimmy got shot. 
Oh, I don't, yeah, I don't think she feels like, I think she's just worried about getting caught. Well, but then in the next episode, when they're doing like the therapy sessions, I think Alex and Jay have a quick little scene where Alex is like, oh, I need to go to this therapy session because I need to talk about what happened, even if you don't. And then Jay says, just make sure you know what you talk about. It, it felt to me that Alex did feel guilty about what happened and she needed to process it somehow. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, I know Jay never felt guilty, but I just don't let, like, Alex didn't feel guilty enough to turn herself in. Yeah, that's true. So, like, I don't feel bad. Like, if she felt actually guilty, she would have been like, it was my fault, but she didn't. So, I, like, don't really. Yeah. But then at the same time, I think we talked about this in our previous episode, how even before Spinner and Jay get caught, Alex is already distancing herself from Jay. We know that Jay breaks up with Alex or Alex breaks up with Jay because of the cheating thing. Yeah. And then even before that, Alex has befriended Marco and befriended Paige and befriended Ellie. Okay. So I feel like we could already see that Alex is kind of distancing herself from Jay. And so I don't hold, I mean, I do hold it against her, but I forgive her for this situation because we do see that those few instances of guilt and we see her distancing herself from the bad influence Jay. I guess, but also if Paige wasn't nice in that moment, she would have been shot and killed because of Alex. Right. So I don't, I don't know, like, it's hard. It's hard for me to sit here and be like, Alex is a good character because she's not. And like, not yet to me anyway. She doesn't prove herself to me. Yeah, it's definitely... A, a big thing with Alex <laughs> that you either need to look past it or you can't look past it and that's pretty much determines how you feel about her at but least I, this but, season I can't look past it we'll have to see next season what I think yeah like it's it's definitely a problem that she faces no consequences whatsoever I will say that yeah but <laughs> I, I do think she has a good redemption that we could kind of see how she has been feeling guilty and she befriends other people besides Jay. Yeah, I mean, she did already become friends with Marco because they were in the blood drive thing together. Yes. And then she was kind of already friends with Ellie before the shooting too. So, okay. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if you're gonna convince me on her yet. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to wait and see. Wait, uh, wait, wait, I want to talk about something though. Yeah. Because we want to set up for Mr. Radich too. Right. Because Rick goes to Mr. Radich about Jimmy and gets shut down. But is there another time that he goes and talks to Mr. Radich and I missed it? Because Simpson says there's two times that Rick talked to Radich. I think so. I think he just like kind of talked to him in the hallway. I forget exactly what the dialogue was. But yeah, the, the main scene was when Rick goes to Radish's office and Radish is like, oh, deal with it. I can't make people like you. Yeah, which like in the end kind of worked out because him and Jimmy did start to tolerate each other. 
which kind of led to the whole scene with like him feeling betrayed. I was thinking about how his whole thing was like, oh, I can't make Rick not come to Degrassi. Like that's not in my power. And I could agree with that. Like if Rick really wants to go to Degrassi, what can you really do if he hasn't done any expellable offenses? But he also, he didn't do anything about Emma's fundraiser, which was basically, hey, Degrassi, let's all bully Rick. He did nothing about that. And then when Rick came and talked to him a few times, he was just like, fuck off. No, he really like screwed himself in this and Simpson calls him out for it and it's completely fair. Because also um, in the last season with like the Breakfast Club episode, he was like, oh, we need to be hard on these kids and like, you know, discipline them and such. But he didn't really follow through with that when it was actually necessary when everyone was tormenting Rick. Yeah, I also wonder though, like what would have come from it if he like gave Emma detention and I feel like it just would have fueled the fire even more to be honest well maybe not give them the detention but like make them stop like you cannot do this at school <laughs> like I, I'm not giving him any slack I'm just seeing from like a principal's point of view how it could get past you but the fact that Rick came to him about the bullying that's what gets me yeah Radich. What a mess. He yeah. deserves that. He deserves to get fired <laughs> or leave the show to go on to bigger and better things, really. <laughs> but yeah, so now I guess part two of Time Stand Still. So I guess going back to the whole incel type of thing, which I guess this is more part one about how you we already alluded to how he is a creep towards Emma and Emma clearly wants nothing to do with him at least romantically and he is just like oh she's in love with me because she encouraged me to stand up to jimmy (laughs) yeah confident rick pisses me off i cringe so hard he's like when you talk i listen i was like oh it's like dude when every woman talks you should listen (laughs) so get your head out of your ass i was a tiny bit sad that he was telling his mom lies but whatever he clearly had a warped perception of reality yes that's like the best way to put it oh my god I wish you said that way earlier that is exactly (laughs) what it is oh my god so so there's definitely like the mental illness aspect to it they don't really go too much into that but it's definitely implied yes because here's the thing too Plenty of people are bullied. It sucks. It's not great. You know, like plenty of people live with it and they don't shoot up schools. And that's what the difference is. (laughs) Like the people who shoot up schools usually tend to be mentally ill. And like, does that mean every mentally ill person who is bullied will shoot up a school? No, but that's the thing. It's like, he just took it to the extreme. And he's just not okay. He was not okay. And I think that they needed to address that more. For sure. They didn't. Because like they they talk about how he's been getting therapy and such and that he's working on himself. But we don't really see the effects of that. 
like again even even with trying to get everyone to forgive him and whatever and seeing him as a good person he's not doing anything to prove that he's a better person he's just existing at Degrassi to be a nuisance towards all these people who don't like him and he keeps like being creepy to Emma and she's very obviously turning it down like by pulling her hand away during the trivia thing by kind of ignoring his like hitting on him and she, and he's not picking up on that and then at the end she's like she has that breakdown in the hallway when she just yells at him and she's like I just feel sorry for you and yeah. like part of it might be real but I think another part of it was that she actually was like trying to be okay with being his friend and then he ruined it right because she was clearly mortified by the whole paint thing and like she was just trying to comfort her friend and then he just goes and kisses her while he is a yellow feathered mess <laughs> yeah Ugh, that pissed me off too oh it was just so gross because I, I feel like every girl I know has had a situation similar to Rick <laughs> I mean like probably that is very yeah yes <laughs> that's <is> true <laughs> Yeah, and it's just so disgusting. I hate oh it. Oh my god, that's so true. Now it's now it's flooding into my <laughs> it's it's not okay. Like literally every woman that I know has had some creepy guy story who doesn't take no for an answer. Yep. Yeah. No, you're 100 percent right. And that's what's even more traumatizing about this is like Emma, Emma, like probably this hits her so much harder because. I'm sure in her head there could have been like, was this my fault? Even though in reality it was not her fault in any way. Yeah. Oh my God, that's so true, Jasper. I hate that so much. Because again, back to all, all of his big talk about how I'm getting better. I'm in, I'm in counseling. Like it obviously didn't amount to anything. So clearly he either didn't take it seriously or maybe his therapist was just really bad because he did not learn any healthy coping strategies with anything. No, he didn't because he brought a gun to school. Even before that, I don't know if you noticed in the in the scene at the dot where Emma trips him, like when when he looks up when he's on the ground, like he has like this deadly stare in his face. Yeah, looks like he's gonna throw her into a rock. Yeah, so like that, even that before the shooting thing, even though we don't see him act on that like impulse because Jay ends up beating him up, we still see in in his first episode back that he has not changed. So I don't know what that means with respect to like all this counseling that he's talking about. Maybe he's lying about it, but. No, I'm sure he had to go to mandatory counseling for putting a girl in a coma, but that doesn't mean he learned anything. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so if we're moving into like the part two, the scene where I guess kind of going a little bit back to like Jimmy and Spinner, they like have that fight because Spinner admits to being the one to pouring the stuff on, well, not being the one to pour, but he was involved with the pouring it on Rick and Jimmy like full on physically like fights him because Spinner tries to be like, you're going to tell anyone. And then Jimmy's like, what are you going to do? Jimmy's like six feet and Spinner is not. (laughs) I just like respected Jimmy so much in that because it was just like the it's like the right thing to do you know it's hard but I really do kind of wish that he did go to Radage like right away and I wonder if anything could have been prevented well even 
even when Rick comes back with the gun and Toby kind of runs up to him, first off, when, when Rick says, this is the one time I want to be at school, like, oh my God, that is such a scary line. Like, call the police, Toby. Yeah. <laughs> call him um, right there. <laughs> but I, th- I think even then, Toby says like, oh, Radich is going ballistic. He's going to go hard on whoever did this. And then Rick is like, what is he going to do? Give him a detention? Which like, yeah. I, I would say they probably would have been expelled, which would have been for the better. But I feel like no, no punishment would have been good enough for Rick at that point. That's a good point. I agree. Okay. I didn't even think of that. And then Paige approaching Rick gave me a freaking heart attack every single time. I know she lives, but like, oh my God. Good for Paige, especially like, even when she approaches him, you can tell she's hesitant and like a little bit like nervous, mm-hmm. but she does not like apologize, but that's the scene where he apologizes for the first time and the last time about Terry. And I don't really know, like, did it take for Paige to have to be nice to him first for him to apologize? That's annoying. So that just kind of adds on to the incel thing. He just didn't recognize the severity of what he did to Terry until he's like, wow, I was about to kill this girl because like she was upset that I abused her friend yep (laughs) (laughs) like yep because then he goes and puts the gun away and you're like whoo for like a hot minute yeah (laughs) you're like wow this is great I'm so glad that that nope spinner (laughs) and Jay come in and be the biggest buttholes in the universe and pretty much get Jimmy shot from there and Rick closing his eyes before he shoots Jimmy dude Run, run zigzag. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how I would react in that situation. <laughs> my my brain know. would go fight or flight. I would not be thinking, oh, right. I'm supposed to zigzag right now. <laughs> I think I would have dropped to the floor. Unsure though. I don't know because he probably would have got me if I dropped to the floor. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I can't think this through, but it was, oh my God, it was so tough. And then all the kids in the hallway just like sprint away. And then Craig finds Jimmy and we never talk about it again. Yeah. (laughs) But I do want to say Sean was a total hero. Yeah, I wanted to talk about that too, because like, that's not what you're supposed to do, right? You're not supposed to go attack a person with a gun. But at the same time, like, what, what do you do in that situation? I don't know, but he did the right thing. Oh my God, it was insane. Because yeah, I didn't even realize like Rick really does just point the gun over Sean's shoulder at Emma's head. In that se- in that second, Sean just grabs the gun, pulls it down, boom, it was insane. But of course they end the scene with like, you don't know who got shot. Yeah. And then they just casually have Sean walk in the background when Emma's like sobbing. And I'm like, okay, good, it wasn't him. <laughs> Because also, Sean has, like, a bandage on his arm in that. Yeah, I don't know. It might have been from, like, Rick maybe, like, clawing at him or something. Yeah, so I was like, did Sean get shot in his arm? (laughs) But then you find out, of course, that Rick died. Yeah. Which I'm not shocked that they had him die in the end, because, like, how can you redeem? You can't. Like, the character has to go at that point. Right. I I feel like I would have been interested to see like maybe a Spinner, or not Spinner, Jimmy-Rick confrontation if like Rick was in jail or something. I feel like that could have been interesting. 
I was thinking, so let's say that like Sean thing didn't happen. Would Rick have killed himself in the end? No, I don't think so. I think he is like, he doesn't think he's wrong in any way of like any sense of the word. So I think he would have lived if Sean hadn't killed him. Right. Because One Tree Hill does their shooting episode. And in the end, spoiler alert, I don't know if you watch One Tree Hill, um, (laughs) the school shooter ends up shooting himself in the end because he's like, I did too much. Like, I can't like go to jail. Like my life's over. And then he kills himself. Whereas like Rick thinks he's so not wrong in this situation that I don't think he would have done it. Right. So interesting to think about like alternate history. What if Rick lived? But yeah, I agree that it, it made sense that they killed him off. And then, then the like final few scenes of the episode where like everyone's finding out and then Hazel finds out. Oh like, my God, oh. I actually teared up. And I've seen this so many times, but like for some reason it really got me when they told Hazel. It was really sad. Yeah, it's, it's also sad. I know. And I wrote down who they had included in the like final scene with the saddest song in the world they are playing and everybody's like watching the tv and they go from hazel and page to spinner to craig and family to sean and ellie which is so interesting because like craig and his family like they don't ever talk about this again with them yeah so it's kind of interesting to group them in there but the scene I do want to talk about is the scene where like Ashley and Toby and their mom is, is sitting in the kitchen with Emma and her parents mm-hmm. and Ashley's just like like yelling about Rick like blah 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 and then Emma just goes like he was Toby's friend. That broke my heart. I was like poor Toby. I know but it was also like so brave of Emma to just to just say it. I don't know because it's so easy to just like let people like rip Rick a new one like after this but in reality like it was Toby's friend even if Toby was like I didn't know him like who he was obviously a psycho blah blah blah, but like he didn't know that he really thought Rick was his friend Mm -hmm. oh that was tough I think we'll talk more about that in part two too but yeah I feel like there's not much to say about after Rick dies it's basically just everyone reacting but yeah, so sad. So, so much. We did get a question on Twitter because I tweeted that we were recording this episode. And if anybody had any questions, do you want to hear the question? Go for it. it. They said, three main characters are not in either part of the episode at all, Manny, Liberty, and Marco. Do you think them being in the episodes would have added anything? Manny, Liberty, and Marco. I feel like for Marco and Liberty, they probably would have just been other students in the classroom, like wondering what was going on. So I don't know if they would have had anything happen to them mm-hmm. or like they would have affected anything, but I could definitely see Manny if she was in the episode, like approaching Emma either after the paint incident or after Rick kisses her. And then have kind of something with respect to supporting Emma, which might have been helpful. I was thinking that Manny could have been with Toby and Emma and Sean easily. I mean, like, I know her and Emma had a rocky relationship, so it does make sense that Manny wasn't around. 
but I also feel like if she had talked to Emma about the kiss or just like Rick in general and then they just happened to be together she could have also been involved in that too so that was an interesting interesting thought and actually if Manny was there that would have made Manny breaking up with Spinner without talking to him about it so much more impactful I feel that would have made more sense that's a good point okay so I agree I don't think Liberty Liberty wasn't a super huge character at this point I think keeping her separate with like from being involved like JT also wasn't really there it like makes sense for them to like stay uninvolved Marco I feel like could have had something with after the paint and feathers like he could have approached Alex about it oh that's true so there could have they could have had their involvement Liberty not so much Manny definitely Marco could have gone either way but that that was a good thought to bring up yeah for sure so to wrap things up do you want to just talk about this whole storyline in general sure so like how do you how do you feel it was executed I think Degrassi wanted me to feel bad for Rick and I don't (laughs) so I think overall it was executed I would give it like a seven and a half out of 10. I think that they should have included that Rick was mentally ill at some point because he was like, this was not a normal reaction for a normal, not normal. I feel bad saying that, but like, I think if somebody wasn't mentally ill, they wouldn't make up these relationships in their head like he did. And I think that they should have explained that more. And the therapy thing, I mean, like, why bring it up? Like, obviously, it didn't do anything. But, yeah, I think that they did a pretty seven and a half out of ten job. With respect to your comment about, like, oh, they wanted me to feel bad for it, I feel like they wanted to make it nuanced. Like, and I, I think it, I think they were successful. Okay. Because, like, you could feel bad for Rick in that he didn't deserve all the awful things that they were doing to him but also not like him because he's an awful person who almost killed Jimmy okay that's yeah that's exactly what I I feel and I know that they wanted to be like bullying can lead to this but I think in like digress not in digressy reality but like Rick would have went on to do something bad anyway eventually so he was a good character to bring back and do this it was very well thought out because like who else who else literally nobody because I'm pretty sure the context for like the reason they kind of did this storyline in the first place was because it was a few years after the Columbine shooting I was thinking the timeline it was like three years maybe yeah so I never saw One Tree Hill but I feel like both Degrassi and One Tree Hill kind of did the narrative of the bully or the bullied person ends up being the school shooter because in Columbine I think like it was students who were the shooters right yeah it was kind of like the national narrative of like oh we need to do something about bullying so this doesn't happen again yes yeah I agree they did take it a different approach in One Tree Hill where the character who was bullied had not done something bad. Right. Or like Rick 
had done something bad yeah yeah which like honestly probably makes it a little bit better because like you don't want to like the character that shoots at the school right so I'm glad that they didn't pick like JT or Toby to like do it or something <laughs> yeah 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 but it's like one of the most iconic it is probably the most iconic Degrassi plot line yes for sure Easily. you can like talk about it with literally anybody and, and people say two things like oh Degrassi is that the one where like Drake got shot yes like that's, <laughs> that's either, it's either that or the thong so like <laughs> Yeah, definitely the most well-known episode in Degrassi history, and rightfully so. I will say, I think I mentioned this in season three, about how this storyline is not complete without Terry's perspective. Absolutely. Yep. I agree. It just takes away from the whole point of, like, her being the victim in all of this. Right. And I I was also thinking, like, when you watch it, like, back-to-back, it's really only four episodes. I know. From start to finish, it's four episodes. So it feels a lot more than that, strangely. <laughs> it really does, because when we, I was re-watching it, it's not even episode five. It's literally episodes four, six, seven, eight. Mm-hmm. It's like insane that they just did it. All, and it just sets the character arc for Emma, too. Pretty much everyone, really. Yeah, definitely. Anything else? Nothing, nothing that we wouldn't talk about in part two. Okay, so this was pretty heavy. If you're still listening, grab some snacks, <laughs> go outside, <laughs> do something fun, because that's what I wish I would do, but it's midnight. <laughs> yeah, it's just, this is a heavy topic. And obviously like we don't condone bullying. This is just a very specific incident where it's hard to you know separate but as Jasper said before like you can still hate Rick for doing what he did yeah and it's not even like we were condoning the bullying we were just understanding the actions of the characters (laughs) yes so after we post this if you have any thoughts or anything that we should include in like part two feel free to check us out on Twitter or our Instagram just to like throw some thoughts at us I, I, I just had a thought, but I just lost it. <laughs> um, Jasper, you set us up for the perfect ending. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, like, of course, shootings and gun violence are still very relevant today. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. Which is awful. Like, what the fuck, America? Do something. Though I guess Degrassi is Canada, but whatever. <laughs> but, yeah, it, it sucks that this is still relevant today. And yeah, we could hope for a better future. Yep, that's all we can ask. And both of us being involved in like education, we see how like scary that this could this could be. And like, I'm glad Degrassi didn't take it any further than than they did, to be honest. Yeah, because I was also thinking about how when they're in lockdown, like they're all just kind of sitting around the classroom. Whereas nowadays it would be like, oh, they barricade the door. They're like hiding and such which is like, oh, things have just gotten worse, which is awful. Yeah, it is true. Over the announcements last week, they're like, it's spring, which means we're back to practicing our drills. And I'm like, yep, (laughs) fitting. God, that's awful. American school system. Now for real, go outside. (laughs) 
get a snack. <laughs> yeah. We will see you soon for part two, where we will discuss all the consequences of what we just talked about, which will be fun. But otherwise, thank you for listening, and we will see you soon.